The name is Mr. T. First name is Mr. Middle name is that period. Last name is T. Listen and listen good. Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Billy Joel, he wrote so many songs. Some fast, some slow, and some go on too long. All the hits and hidden gems, even the turds, it ends at Z, not A. With your friends, Elon and Dave. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the hilarious second part of the Tease Wrap-Up, the show that has taken seven months in the making. That's right, folks. We released Tell Her About It on August 11, 2022, and this comes out March 14, 2023. Oh, my. I'd, I'd forgotten how to do a wrap-up. They, they were so fast and furious before we got to the S's, but thus... The fun of this particular podcast, talking about Billy Joel A to Z in general, we have so much to discuss today that we have to leave out some stuff just so we don't have to do a tease wrap up part two, section A, right, Alon? Although it would be fun. It would be really, really fun if we really stretch this out big time. I know we can imagine some of our Instagram people just going like, what the, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you get section A. They're like, just get us to Uptown Girl already. Stop with the tease. <laughs> right, right, right. What are you looking for? What's happened in the last seven months, Alon? You got remarried. I got a leak in my power steering in my car. I mean, uh, <laughs> are you, oh, you're still with that same girl? Yeah, and, and you still have that leak that you haven't fixed. No, I, yeah, that was real. Uh, yeah. You went to perform in Vegas. I did a show from my apartment. Uh, what an eventful seven months for you. But uh, most importantly, we got to talk to Liberty DeVito, which we'll talk about in the next wrap up because we can't we just can't have this show going over an hour and a half. <laughs> and so there's only two songs. In the next one, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your comments because it's it's fantastic. Right. Liberty DeVito was the best. So it was the coolest thing. Uh, I'm sure you guys were really pumped about it. But yeah, we'll talk about that in the use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, letting you know the 12 songs we'll be talking about today may take 20 minutes. You know how I like to make those music montages play out. Uh, we also have to rank all 24 songs today. We have a whistling contest to judge. So why don't we get to all that sooner than later and start <laughs> with the montage, as Paul Lawrence says, from the river of dreams way down to 2,000 years and all the alphabetical songs in between on today's episode of Billy Joel A to Z. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep Through the desert of the truth, to the river so deep We all end in the ocean, we all start in the streams We're all carried along by the river of dreams In the middle of the night Oh, they say the English Given up the war, and we heard the Russians won't last through '44. But a longtime soldier has an open mind, and a man grows old on the same line. Yo, we all have a 
take a look on around and identify where my baby is gonna be. Hey, Lord, would you look out for her tonight? Cause she is far across the sea. Hey, Lord, would you look out for her tonight and make sure that she's gonna be all right and things are gonna be all right with me. Well, it's pretty appropriate. We ended that with 2000 Years, which was almost Billy Joel's last song and That's was right. the last song in the tease. And it's probably, I mean, we should, should we get into the rankings pretty soon? I mean, you want to do the rankings first? That's probably a good idea. That way we're talking about all the songs. I'll go first. Should we do, uh, I'm trying to think, do you want to do it like all the way through my list and all the way through yours? Or should we do it in chunks of five or something like that? No, I think we go all the way through and do it as fast as you can. <laughs> I mean, don't linger, you know, just, you know, put some speed on it and maybe we'll take breaks and to talk about what you're talking about. Okay. So for me, the lowest song in the tease is time well, and time again. Well, me too. I knew, okay. I knew we, I was going to say, if I open, I was, I was like, I think we have the same song at the end. Yeah. I was looking at you. You saw me with my hands up. I'm like, I know you're going to say time and time again. All right. Now we get serious. The second I started going through the list and saw that, I was like, well, that's easy. Cause like yeah, that, that, song, that, that was a no brainer episode about. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then the next one I have um, is the winter's crossing, which, you know, was cool and everything, but it's like, look, Billy himself didn't like it. And uh, it's, it's not the best when you look at all these other great songs, then I go into temptation. Oh my God. I have that the same location. <laughs> okay. Cause I mean, look, we all talk about this uh, strange getting out of bed with your baby thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not our favorite then i go to that's not her style i have a feeling dave has that higher but we'll find no, out no i do not i have it at the exact same place you do okay am i just looking at your list are you sharing your no. screen right now <laughs> no i think we're just all in agreement that those songs kind of blow okay so those are the bottom four now i get into the top 20 at number 20 i have the night is still young yep at number 19 the siegfried line which was a pretty cool unreleased track. Very folky, very fun. At 18, Dave won't like this. I have Tell Them You're In Love. I will not like that. No, that's probably <laughs> his number one. I haven't seen his list, but that's what I'm guessing. I don't want to embarrass myself early on, <laughs> but uh, you are quite correct. <clears throat> okay. At number 17, The Great Wall of China. At 16, I have This Night. At 15, The Mexican Connection. Mm. Which I like a lot, but you know it's an instrumental, so I, I got that I way can't higher. Put it too high. Mm -hmm. At fourteen, traveling prayer, number thirteen, two thousand years, which definitely would have been lower if not for Paul Lauren playing such a great version of it. Yep, agreed. 
At 12, I have Turn Around. I, I put these uh, Cold Spring Harbor songs a little bit higher than most people would. Uh, probably I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I just like them. I can't help it. I, okay. I like when he's just being simple on the piano. Cool. So 12 was Turn Around. 11, This Is The Time. You know, a big hit, but for me, not, not super remarkable. Number 10, Tomorrow Is Today. Mm. So there's the other Cold Spring Harbor one. At nine, I have The River of Dreams. Eight, Tell Her About It. Seven, maybe this is the big surprise, The Great Suburban Showdown. That's, that's not a surprise. That makes a lot of sense to me. I have it around okay. that same location. Okay, good. Because I mean, I was I listened back to it. I said, this song's great. Me I love too. this song. I'm, I'm with you. At six, The Down Easter Alexa. At five, maybe this one's a surprise, Through the Long Night. That is a surprise. I like that song a lot. Four, The Longest Time. Now we get into it. The top three. This is big. Yeah. Three, The Entertainer. It's exactly where I have mine. All right. At number two, The Stranger. Oh, that's surprising. And the number one T song for Alan Altman is The Ballad of Billy the Kid. Really? It's just. Wow. It's early, an early song. It was an important song. It's a great epic song. It's got that cool cinematic thing going for it. I'm putting that number one. I have that way down on the list. I don't care for that song anymore. Okay. All right. That's good. It's good to have divergence. And one thing I noticed looking at my list right now, out of my top seven songs, six of them are those. Oh, (laughs) very important (laughs) stuff. So Um, six of them maybe should not even be on the list. I have six of them in a row, but they're further down. You know, again, this keeps changing when we do the wrap ups. You know, this Paul Lauren has, definitely has a second guessing certain songs, especially for somebody like me who clearly is just stupid. And uh, that'll clearly be shown in my rankings today. You're already smiling because you know where I'm going with this. Oh, so, yeah. yes, time and time again is last. The Siegfried line is second to last. Then stupid temptation. Turn around. That's not her style. This is the time. Tomorrow's today. The Ballad of Billy the Kid. I hate all these songs. <laughs> I could just I I could have ranked them anywhere. I never want to hear the Ballad of Billy Kid is probably where uh, better songs start. Uh, I don't know why I did like Tomorrow's Today, but it's down on. I don't want to hear it every day. Okay, so what number are you at? Where do you have? So the I'm Ballad at of Billy seventeen. The is the Ballad of Billy the Kid, and that's where I could say things start where I'm. I would want to hear them more often. Well, tell I, tell us why you have the Ballad of Billy the Kid so low. What what turned for you? I'm just sick song? of it. I guess I just, I don't, it doesn't, I don't want to hear it on a daily basis. I don't want to hear it in my car while I'm driving. I did enjoy listening to it. I enjoy the song, but I'm done with it. It's just been, you know, 40 years of, of listening to the song. It's just, it's not sticking with me. I think you're upset about the factual, the factual inaccuracies. Yeah. That's what I'm upset about. Nah, I just, it's, I mean, I love that. I love it. I just don't want to hear it. I'm not in the okay. mood. Uh, Through the Long Night, I really enjoyed, but it's low. Traveling Prayer, I really enjoyed. It's low. The Night is Still Young. Never want to hear that again, but I had to put it higher because I, I guess I like it better than those other songs. But after you were saying about the stuff, maybe I could probably put that lower, but I do like the the I like the melody. I like the keyboards in it and stuff. And I'm going to make love to you. Yeah, well, I hate that part, but um, I guess, see, when I were, I, I try not to think of the words, I'm thinking of the melody in my head and 
I guess I don't hate that song. I don't, you know, the longest time, same thing. It's down there. It's 13. I love the winter's crossing. I have that at 12 and I probably could have put that higher if it was a real song. I love the winter's crossing. I really, really like it a lot. The river of dreams is next. Although that could have been higher because I do like that song. I was re-listening to it. Actually, one of the things I was going to say today is I forgot about the cool jazzy piano solo in the middle of that song that I really like. A lot of elements of that song that are real fun. It is overplayed, as I think Paul Lauren mentioned, but it is a good song. It's a fun song. It's don't like there's there's a lot of parts that are wrong with it. So I move on the Great Wall of China. You you know, I I mentioned I I think that was my number two on the River Dreams. So I, I. like that song for some reason so yeah, then where I are we the, at now number, number nine number nine will be the great suburban showdown which is pretty much where you had it Good. you had it too higher and i yeah so there's a song i found through this podcast and thought it was great really great then i got the stranger which is probably where it belongs you have it way higher than you would think uh so no, no i thought it. i thought i put it right where it belongs i think it's definitely in the top three or four so i put it at number two yeah, no, it's a really good song, but it's like not something anybody ever thinks about ever. You know, it's not something when you say, hey, would you like to hear some Billy Joel? And you're like, put on The Stranger. And it's just uh, the album. No, no, no the no, song, no, the song. Uh, then 2000 Years, which I really enjoyed since finding out about. And then I got this night high. I got it high. I That Beethoven part. I love it. I'm surprised. Again, I just found that song through this podcast. I don't remember it on the Innocent Man album. I put it much higher than I could have imagined. It's it's the breakout hit for me in the tease. Besides the obvious one that's coming up. Uh, I got the Mexican connection at number five. I love that song. I am digging this Street Life Serenade album. Everybody's got to be pleased on that since I came out blasting in this podcast when we started saying what a shitty album. Yeah. <laughs> angry at me and I'm like, go oh, fuck yourself. And then uh, everybody turned me around on it. So. I apologize to all those people. I have the Down Easter Alexa next because that is just a masterful piece of music and it's beautiful. Maybe it's not a song I want to hear every day, but when I do hear it, I'm like, God damn, this is good. It's probably the way you feel about Billy the Kid, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Then the entertainer, we both had it. And uh, look, folks, uh, it's been just 200 episodes. You know, I'm a freak and a half. I can't tell you why I have. Tell them you're in love at number two. <laughs> don't do it, Dave. Don't do I, it. I can't. At least I don't have it at number one. I put Teller About It at number one. I love Teller About It. It meant a lot to me when it came out. I don't. I like that song. But tell them you're in love. There's just not a day that goes by where I don't just go. I was lost. And I said, I don't know. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't know what to say. You can tune out of the rest of the podcast from now on. I'm like, I'm done with this guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot help myself. The heart wants what the heart wants. Well, that's why we love you, Dave, because we know you're going to come up with something really fishy like that. I feel Uh, like when we were talking about that song in the first wrap up, that was one of the few where the glistener comments were sort of negative. Oh, that it was so like, negative. It was like such a Hall and Oates ripoff, whatever. Uh, usually people are a little bit more positive about Billy's songs. And of course, that's the one that you stick number two. Yep. And, but, you know, uh, there was a couple of comments and I, I think maybe you have them. Uh, oh, no, because we already did that one already. Right. So that was in the thing. So uh, but the people came around a little bit later. There's a couple of people that say, you know, I'm re-listening. It's all right. But mostly people hated it. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm pulling up our, our notes from the last wrap up and uh, Italian Stallion Al have called the lyrics sophomoric. Nick R. Good said the song is awful. Yeah, but there no, were people who liked it also. People they're right like about the lyrics. They're awful. Awful. But that melody, I, I was lost. I'm crazy. I like the special effects. I like the tricks. That's why I like the cars. The cars, the band, they used to have like weird keyboard sounds like Ross from Friends would make on his keyboard. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for I'm from the 80s, man. I, I can't help it. I was at this burger place the other night and they were playing night spots from the cars and, from the cars. And I was like, the the noises are so weird in this song. Like all these weird beeps. It's just like Ross's keyboard in friends. If you know that episode where he was playing at the coffee shop and he's just using all the sound effects on the keyboards they made in the eighties. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's that's what these songs are. And it's pathetic that I like them, and there's just nothing I can do about it. Sorry. There it is. So let's okay. just, I, I just had a couple of notes on some of the songs. Well, you know what? Why don't we just go to where we're going? Because there's so much to do today, even though maybe we got through it. But we are we are rushing a little bit because we didn't want to make this an hour long. You know, it's just so stupid. Like, I think you and I are just, I think maybe the audience is done with the tease. We, we, we don't need a wrap up. I feel like we've had a wrap up. Of, even though it's funny, we had so many wrap ups just for one, two or songs, but and and we haven't been able to talk to our listeners like we like to do sometimes with the wrap ups and just speak and tell them what's going on and stuff like that and yet i, I just want to get over this i don't know why it's too it's too mountainous well yeah because like not only do we have 24 songs we had two album wrap ups which are two parters that's four right. new episodes that's four extra episodes then two yeah. episodes for liberty that's you know thirty episodes. Is, is I can't believe you said this took seven months. That's, that's seven amazing. months. I looked it up just in case. We from exactly seven months, August eleventh to March. What did I say? Fourteenth, something like that. It's, you know, we, we both turned a different age while we were doing it. <laughs> we, yeah. I mean, we both had birthdays after during. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, us and Billy as well. That's right. That's right. So why don't we just do this? We had well, you know, if we go in order, I just told you about the River of Dreams. If you have any, then I uh, the Siegfried line, uh, just I had a comment of it that, and I didn't say this on the podcast, but now when I hear that song again, it reminds me of the nun in the movie Airplane. (laughs) You know, there is only one river. Yeah, (laughs) that's every time I hear that song now, I'm just thinking of her playing to the sick little girl in the plane because that's the kind of song it is. I have new respect for it now because, like, uh, I was watching that Bill, that I'm saying Billy Joel. I was watching the Bob Dylan documentary, No Direction Home. Have you seen that one? No, I will never see that one. Do you just hate Bob Dylan? It's the same thing with Springsteen, right? I have respect for both of them. If I was hanging out with them, I would be so honored to be hanging out with them. But their music can suck it. 
Well, I felt the same way a little bit. I wasn't always a big Dylan fan. I liked some of his songs. I have Highway 61 Revisited. That's like the only album that I own of his. But this documentary, which apparently Scorsese put together, it's from like the mid 2000s, but it goes through like his early stages when he started and then getting up to the point of recording like Highway 61, basically. I, I think I would like that, something like that. It was cool. I like those origin stories and how he yeah. started out just doing covers of like other folk artists. He didn't even write his own music. And then he was oh, writing his stuff for two years when he was like this brilliant guy that everyone looked up to. But you hear a lot about the rest of the folk scene and you get a sense of like how strange folk music was mm. and how inside they all were. Like, because there's a famous story, of course, where he started going electric at the Newport Folk Festival and everyone booed <laughs> him and hated him for doing that. <laughs> That's just for playing electric instruments. It's still folky music he was singing, but they hated that. It seemed like he was selling out. And they show him on tour, like in London, and everyone's booing him at the Royal Albert Hall. Everywhere he goes, people are screaming at him. They hated him so much. Anyway, it's just thinking of the Siegfried line, this folk song, I, I could picture like Billy uh, being part of that scene. So I, I have a new respect for it. That's interesting. That's cool. Well, anyway, we asked uh, some of you to send in your whistles for the stranger. So yeah, and we, we got have, a few. Yeah, we got a few. Uh, Alex Sulkin sent us one, and uh, everybody sounds really good. And I can play them for you today. Uh, Alan, tell us who the first person is. We got one from Steve J. Johnson. Well, it was cool as he sent us a video of him doing the whistle. So we know it's him. He's not using some pre-recorded whistle. And I, what I like is at the end of it, in the video, when it starts, he has it fade into the actual, like the stranger song coming in, you know, when it goes, dun, 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 uh -huh. and the video of him all of a sudden turns to like a black and white still photo. It's Ooh. very good, very high production value. All right, let's, let's, let's listen. impressive <laughs> i see what you're saying wow well done well done he hit that high note he hit the high note he hit pretty much every note it was really good i'd say the only critique would be that the tone of the whistle was a little bit too much breath and not enough pure whistle noise. oh see i disagree i didn't hear any breath in this uh, in that one i i thought it was pretty good um what's the next one the next one is from steve hickman so this one's going to have a uk accent <laughs> okay That's that's now that's a breathy one. That yeah, I take it back, Steve J. Uh, Steve Hickman <laughs> was breathier than you, but and he started at a lower key, which doesn't seem fair. So he could hit the high note, which he did, which was impressive, and he did have a little, like a a good positive note that the quiver and you know, like that's some sort of flourish 
in there, which I did like. Yes, I was going to say that too. I like there's a little flourish to a certain part of it. That was a nice little addition. So that that well, was that was a pretty solid one also. Well, if you like that, then listen to this one. This guy's full of flourish. This is Alex Sulkin. He is the showrunner for the show Family Guy that we've had on the show multiple times. impressive yeah that was impressive i mean still i think uh steve j johnson that's his name right yeah i think his was kind of the best there was no wind and it was kind of flawless uh alex was really good because it's got so much whatever i can't i can't even do it what is that what would you call that that not vibrato but like warbly it has something it reminded me of like an early Disney movie. Like I felt like that was right. someone singing in Snow White or Cinderella. Right. Yes. Like, yes. Well, well, here's the best part is that I, uh, he, he the, I met him through Sarah Silverman and I was with her the other day and I said, Oh, you know, Alex sent us, we asked listeners to send us whistling from the song, the stranger. And Alex sent us one. It was really good. And she goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you. He's an unbelievable whistler. And I'm like, what, what do you mean forgot to tell? Why would you even mention it? You forgot yeah. to tell. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell. Yeah, he's an amazing whistler. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember my ex, Alec? He was great at whistling. <laughs> he's great at whistling. Really? <laughs> but he really was good. So that was it was very impressive. Everybody did a great job. I think it's better than I did. You did better than me. I, I was taking it slow so I could try and hit some of that stuff. But uh, everybody did a great job. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, those were great. If you guys want to keep sending us more, maybe we'll keep playing them in the U's and the V's. We got time yeah, to fill Yeah, those. we got plenty of time. Yeah. Also, I had forgotten about a show, The Night Stalker, which opens with a whistle just like this. And it's because I guess I was talking about that NBC Sunday Night Mystery movie, but there's a show called The Night Stalker with the guy who played the dad in A Christmas Story. And it only was like 10 episodes, but it was legendary because it's a it's a reporter that it was like, uh, what, what would you call it? Uh, he, he solves supernatural crimes and not, he doesn't solve them. He's a reporter and he reports about the supernatural. And it was a great, really fun show. Darren McGavin, that's his name. But it, the full the opening is just a whistle with him at his desk. It's, it's a little awkward and a little creepy, but that's what it is supposed to be. is the best way to start any TV show. I disagree 100%, but... Uh, Take any uh, any theme song you love and imagine someone just whistling the whole thing and that show would have been better. Yeah. Uh, I also had written down about your falsetto and that. Uh, I guess it, I don't know whether it was good or bad. I just I wrote it down so long ago. <laughs> For The Stranger. 
When did I do a falsetto? I, I don't know. So I have to go back and listen to that. I know. I got to go back and listen to it, too. I wrote it down a long time ago when I was putting it together. Don't make a scene. Watch what she wants. <laughs> Soon she'll fall asleep right there in your arms. <laughs> Wait, I got to do that part better. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. Here's something that I wanted that the wrap up is for. I did change my hidden gems list, which I just put this time on it, this night rather. I changed it. Somebody told me that the reason you can't find it is because it's named Billy Joel. So I just changed it, the name to the Just Gow Hidden Gems List because it's supposed to, I think the problem was that it needs to be a little bit more, nobody's looking for Just Gow. So maybe that'll help. Okay, so let's all Google that. Or not Google. Let's go on Spotify and try to find the Just Gow Hidden Gems list. And hopefully that one is available. I mean, I'm looking for the reasons of why it couldn't possibly come out. They say maybe because there's too many Billy Joel stuff and nobody's looking for Just Gow. So well, I'll I say that this. wasn't I know the case, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking for Just Gow on there. Sure. Thank you. One of our listeners did go ahead and created his own Spotify playlist. It's uh, his name what? is Andrew. Yep. His name is Andrew Mensch. And he created a playlist on Spotify called Billy Joel A-Z that has every single song that we've done, and it's in alphabetical order. So it's basically oh. Billy Joel's whole catalog alphabetically, but he, what's cool is he keeps it updated to whatever our most recent episode was. Oh, so that's right now, great. it only wow. goes through 2,000 years. Oh, that's terrific. Wow, cool. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, so thanks, Andrew. And if you guys want to look for that one, which somehow I, I was able to find it, it's Shut Billy up. Joel A-Z. What? What? <laughs> It's just called Billy Joel Age SG. And you were, I, you know, the only thing I could think of is they know my age and they're just uh, sifting me out. I, I guess it yeah, it's algorithm stuff for sure. Yeah, they know. They're like anybody over 50, we don't really care for on Spotify. So with Turnaround, first of all, I did notice it's possible in the Bonnie Tyler video that there could be a double take since it was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Uh, I feel like there was a double take by these football players that pop up. Uh, this they have football players and ninja dancers in this. This Russell Mulcahy was a troublemaker, but I believe I feel like there was one double take in turnaround. I would hope so. I, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like though it's a kind of a gray area. This one. Also, the funniest thing about the turnaround is before we played it, we were uh, talking about the Flying Burrito Brothers. The first thing I played was from that WMMR announcement. And you, we show that guy who's like, uh, are we on? Are we on? Are we do? Are we on? I play, and then you, and you're like, hello, welcome to WMMR. This is a, then he goes right into that radio voice. And that was huh. like the greatest thing ever. It was like, like <laughs> what a phony, but it was awesome. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was the same guy. Uh, listen, you guys, don't forget to uh, give me the, uh, the signal here so I'll know when I go on. Five seconds. Uh, I'm on now. <clears throat> From high atop the 12th Street Studios of Sigma Sound, this is DJ extraordinaire Jonathan Takeoff welcoming you all to WMMR's second in a series of super showbiz radio concerts. Yeah, it's the same guy. He's like, hey, are we ready to go? I'm like, yeah, okay, we are, okay. Hello, welcome to WMMR. It's going to be five burrito brothers. <laughs> he's like the nutty professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a big phony is what he is. He's like yelling at everybody before, and then he just goes into it like uh, <laughs> like that clip with uh, uh, Casey Kasem. 
that everybody knows about. He's like, I don't want to come out of a song talking about a goddamn dead dog and then go into it. Oh, okay. And coming up next, back to the, no, you haven't heard that one? Where he's <laughs> no, but what's that, the, that dead dog song we talked about on this podcast? Uh, the Terry Jacks one, but he was talking about something else. Oh. He was talking about a long distance dedication about a puppy that was gone and he's screaming at the producer and then he goes back into his friendly Casey Kasem voice. It's a legendary clip. I'll play it for you now. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time, I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. So now it's time for our listener comments. And obviously we had a lot of songs to go through. So we're not going to be as in-depth this time as we have in the past. But we're going to you know, highlight some ones that we uh, particularly think are, are cool to talk about. On the River of Dreams, uh, B. Goldman, 324, said that he saw a dueling piano show a few years ago where they played the River of Dreams acoustically, and it was fabulous. And he's sure that Paul Lauren could blow our minds with that. Uh, but uh, too late, because Paul did not play that during the wrap-up, so no, it'll never happen. Now I want it to happen. I didn't see that coming earlier. Nick R. Good said that uh, he feels like this song is overplayed. And really, that lullaby of all the songs on the River of Dreams is the one that has weathered the years the best. Sorry, not sorry, Dave. Why, you little... We all feel that way, Dave. We all do. On the Siegfried line, Nick R. Good says, not a lot of response to this one. I think we aren't <laughs> sure what to say. Thank the music gods that he's not a folk music artist. But, you know, it's nice that Billy gave it a shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we just did our whistle contest with our listeners, but when we did The Stranger, you guys were letting us know who was better, me or Dave. And uh, here's how it came out. Autumn B. Medley, from someone who can't whistle, so she's no expert herself. She thinks we both did great, but she chose me for hitting that high note. You know, I saw a lot of the comments on that one because I was obviously looking, and they all give it to you. It's all like, well, I got to give it to Alon. Alon wins by a high note. Alon this, Alon that. What's so great about Alon? Yeah, I know. So uh, hitting the all you have to do is hit one good note and people forget about all the other parts that you messed up. Um, whatever. Steve J. Rogers said, how do you introduce a Columbo discussion without uh, just one more thing? Uh, well, I messed up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if anybody knew. <laughs> Thank you for remembering. Thanks for remembering. Yeah. And just one more thing. Oh, one more thing. Gee, I almost forgot what I came here to ask you. Fortunately, you remembered. Our next song was The Winter Crossing. Chris Sirico said, Dave and I were exactly on the same page for this one as I thought of the same two Sting songs before. Oh, wait, you wait, even wait say that again. Them. What do you say? 
Dave and I were what? <laughs> Dave, some people think you're right once I, in a while, Dave. I'm sorry, that never happened. I thank you, Chris, because uh, yeah, that never that was nice to hear. Oh, thank you for even. I didn't think Elon would uh, pick that one for. Uh, <laughs> he usually <laughs> picks the one that make me look ridiculous. <laughs> and also, he, he makes a comment about how we we threw some shade on everybody always correcting us on what was the soprano sax or not. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, people loved you on the Winter Crossing. Nick R. Good said, I became a Dave fan this week. Everything he said was spot on. This is an interesting song. Now you're just making stuff up. I so wish it had been released somewhere. Well, it has. I'm Billy Joel A to Z. Yes. uh, Well, thank you. Uh, God bless you. Nick even said the My Lives compilation is poop emoji. So so they are really with you. Good. Finally, do you also feel that way about uh, tell them you're in love? Hello? Is this is this on? <laughs> we got a lot of comments on this night, and it's a little bit hard to tell people love it or like it or what. It seems like most of them are really positive. One interesting comment, Frank Mercagliano, one of our favorite names to say, he said when he saw Billy Joel in Miami in 1990, Billy actually opened the encore with this song. No and way. And the crowd loved it. Wow. And he, I guess, is kind of like maybe like you in a way, like where when this album came out, it was unremarkable to him, didn't really like it. And now years later, he thinks it's one of the best Billy Joel album cuts. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I can't believe I, I found a new love for this song. But yeah, I remember there were so many comments about it. I was so surprised and people had a lot to say about it. Yeah, it was a really good discussion on, on what this song reminds people of. Calipi 77 puts it in their top 10. And then we got the best comment, of course, had to be uh, from our friend Steve J. Johnson, who writes, I'll make this brief and then writes about, I'd say, 300 words (laughs) about this song. (laughs) Well, that's great, though. He had a lot to say. You know, I mean, the song seemed to really, uh, whether it was my comment in the sense that I was just like, where the hell has this song been? Whether they're making fun of me, which, of course, is hilarious, or whether they just the song kind of spoke to them as it did to me in kind of a, well, it's a brand new Billy Joel song that I'd forgotten about. And here it is. And that's what the beauty of the show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll say one thing about what Steve wrote, the best part of it. He said, I'll always associate this song with Wheel of Fortune's ill-fated shopping round, which sadly <laughs> left us in 1987. A sound-alike piano tune was used during prize descriptions. Oh, that's hilarious. Excellent. Through the Long Night, this is the song where my parody was about being in a long concert and having to pee. Right. Yeah. And so our friend Kat, Kata Deval said. Isn't that Catalina? Yeah, I know. I was I was shortening her name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> our friend Catalina said, hi, guys, I'm back. The only thing I have to say is that I do think I could go a full Billy show without going to the bathroom. Yeah, well, you're 22. So shut up. Yeah, speak to us in 40 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that you like that song. A new song I'm discovering as well. And I, I liked it, too. I, just, I, I liked had it low, but. I enjoyed it very much. Well, because it's so Beatlesy. That's what's cool about it. It was like the end of Glass Houses. It's such a Beatles song. And then we go into the Nylon Curtain, which is the whole Beatles album. Yeah, so it's yeah, like good, he got this in his mind. Good transition. Our next song was Tomorrow is Today, which is a polarizing song. Some people have it way at the bottom of their list. I think when we did the Bananos list, he had it down at the bottom. Italian Stallion Al says this is one of those songs that makes Billy special because it's ranked last by a lot of people. But somehow it's a favorite song of a lot of our listeners. And I feel the same way. Gira Sola Sola Gira really liked the gag that you did at the end of the episode there where you had that postscript. And Dave Juskow went on to do Billy Joel Z to A because he had no other options. <laughs> it was a it was hilarious. Uh, she found that to be a very entertaining episode. And she thought my lyrics were great and fit perfectly with the melody. And she particularly liked that I ended it with 
in my life, I've had regrets on the Sabaro was today. Oh, that's right. Sabaro was today. Oh, that is a delicious one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be great to hear Paul do. Oh, I do. I do. I like when people kind of battle us, especially me. I, I feel like nobody gets mad at you, but uh, it is great when they you tell me I don't. I disagree. I disagree because that's what you want. But there's nothing better when they say like, "You guys did a great job." <laughs> I can't deny that. Definitely makes feel us feel good. a little better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, we, but we like them all. We like them all because you you gotta you gotta appreciate that. That is a the discussion you want to have. Well, another one that people liked a lot was Travel and Prayer. That was like all positive. It's a very well-liked song. Bert Coast said he's just here for the Jews harp discussion. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's not the best. Dave Nelson 3 said he thinks that the they cut it down to 305 is a reference to Piano Man because the radio edit of Piano Man was 316. Makes sense. But there's also a DJ yapping over the final seconds, so it's more like 305. The next song was Turnaround and Cinema Craptaculous, another name we love to say, <laughs> said, I have to say, I think the Weird Alon song is going to be a classic. Great episode. I like the great episode part, but not the. I like the part where they love the fake lyrics. B. Goldman said, I do like that Bonnie Tyler song, but geez, now it's stuck in my head again. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. That's what we do. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It's all my fault. I've ruined a lot of Billy Joel songs for people. You're welcome. AKD Gordon mentioned that that concert in Sydney in 1987, when Billy, for some reason, played Turnaround, is also the only time that he's played Christy Lee live. Oh, that's a strange concert, huh? Yeah. That's what a concert I'm glad I didn't attend or pay money for. <laughs> <laughs> 2000 Years had that little Irish ditty at the end that we couldn't we didn't really mention what it was in the episode. But Dino Courtney and then a few others also mentioned exactly what this is. And that is the tune of the. There's a hole in my bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in my oh bucket, my God. dear Liza, a hole. I saw that in the in the comments, and uh, then I think I commented on it because I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I couldn't remember what the song, and now I remember it, and now that's all I sing. There's a hole in my bucket, and I think she might have even said, now I'm stuck with that. Oh, that is that song, isn't it? I mean, we know that song. It's exactly that song. That's what yeah. it is. Billy was just having fun with it i guess why do that it's weird but now i sing that song instead of two thousand years but and thanks for putting our head so you know sometimes it works two ways folks sometimes you guys put heads in uh, songs in our heads that we can't get rid of and we do the same yeah it's a, true a two-way street <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's always fun when people like comment on our instagram about like when they're new listeners like when they just discovered the podcast so on this 2000 years we had this guy carmen j price who just discovered the podcast he's listening in order he's up to the d's but he skipped ahead to this episode and he mentioned he can't believe that we stuffed all the those into the t's well buddy you are years behind we've already had that debate <laughs> <laughs> right that's so funny just coming out what the hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> we we knew this was going to happen years from now yes we did i said there's a hole in the bucket liza me darling i said a hole in the bucket oh liza oh
Well, folks, that was our part two of the tease wrap up. After seven long months, we are done with the tease, and now we are going into the use. Yeah. That is exciting. I can't wait. Let me just look at my list here. So many songs. Oh, wait, two. Two oh. songs. Well, don't uh, worry, because when the V's come up, that's going to be sick. I'm counting here. Oh, there's one. Okay, so we'll wait for the W's. It will be good. <laughs> That'll be good. And also, look, even though we only have two U songs, we also have another album wrap-up in the U's. We're going to be wrapping up An Innocent Man. Ooh, exciting. So that's exciting. And yes. during the U wrap-up, when we have very little to talk about, we're going to be talking about how incredible it was to have Liberty DeVito here with us. I can't wait to break that down. I have seen some of the comments, and they're all positive so far. Why wouldn't they be? It was a huge thing for us. It was unbelievable. We we're going to let you know if uh, if Liberty punched Dave in the nose. <laughs> Every little thing about it, you're going to find out about. So, a lot to look forward to. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us for two years now on this podcast nearly, yeah. and seven months in the tease. Until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. So now you've heard what they thought of that song. Famous last words. This podcast ran too long. Stories, jokes, your hosts were full of silly anecdotes. And so it goes. Another show about Billy Joel.